Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thanks for joining us again. Today, my guest is April Davis. April is a matchmaking professional and also a relationship expert. She is the founder and CEO of Lumasearch.com, which is an online boutique matchmaking firm. High-end, not like these dodgy apps you get in your phone. A lot, lot better than that. They don't rely on algorithms. They rely on people to do it for you. And they have been incredibly successful within the 10 years they've been actually operating. So guys, I don't want to ruin it for you. If you're single and you're looking for a little bit of relationship advice, Lumit search is the place to go and april davis is the person to talk to so without further ado guys please welcome april davis And we're live. April, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm not doing too bad. I'm not doing all right. Uh, I've basically been sorting this week trying to get my birthday celebration sorted out. So, uh, my uh, 21st birthday on Saturday. Oh, happy birthday. It's, uh, <laughs> it's my uh, 21st again. And I'm 21 yes. and I'm, I'm holding you to I'm holding myself to it. So <laughs> there you go. Sounds good. I'm, I'm going backwards too. I know, yeah, I, I'm, I can imagine this is not going to be the first time I'll be 21 and it won't, definitely will not be the last. So um, I've just I've had a hard paper round. So you say over the UK, you've had a hard paper round, it's fine. So it's not been too bad. So how's, how's life over uh, um, quarantine side of stuff for yourself? Are you still um, under kind of house arrest, if you want to call it that? Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, we have a mandatory, everyone has to wear masks in public. Which, you know what, I'm okay with that. As long as they keep things open and this is still open, I can all wear a mask all day long, even if it's, you know, really super hot outside. It's just nice to be able to go somewhere other than the grocery store. Exactly. (laughs) Well, we've just had the pubs open a few weeks back and Mm -hmm. um, that was was a messy night. I think the whole country was basically drunk for that night. And (laughs) and on on the Sunday, the whole country was hungover. It was like a mass hangover. (laughs) So well, they were ready to get out. <laughs> ready to get rock and roll, but yeah, it's just it's the same over here, to be honest. Because we'll we'll kind of we've opened stuff up, but we've now just been told we have to wear masks and all that sort of stuff. And it's just it's just weird. People are kicking off. It's not a big deal. The only big deal that I find is I always forget it. And uh, so I go up to the shop and I try and actually do the business, and I forget to bring it with me, and I just uh, I just have to go back. That's annoying. I forget everything. So it's not too bad. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. So, so April, I, I've been looking forward to this one, to be honest. Um, I've had a lot of requests from my listeners. They keep saying, you need to get somebody on who does the relationship side of stuff. And they, yes. uh, an expert on that. And I was like, right, let me get this one. And I said, right, I need to get involved. So I got yourself. I got in touch with yourself and got you on. Now, it's, um, you, you've been doing this, uh, well, I'm sure you've been doing this crazy game that you've been doing like, uh, Luma for about, what, 10 years now, isn't it? Yeah, I started it in 2010 and have just been building it up ever since. Fantastic. What made you get into this sort of site, this field? You know, I always have been a matchmaker, whether it was for, you know, personal, for friends or for businesses. And then <laughs> really? 
in the dating. Yeah, the first time I ever matched a couple that ended up getting married was when I was 16 years old. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what did you do then? What, what, what did you do? Did you see someone like you guys look good together? I'm going to well, get you set you up. Yeah, at that time, I was actually a waitress in a little cafe. And um, it was one of the ladies that I worked with and then a patron that would come in all the time and I'd always serve them. And I knew that she kind of liked him and um, she was you know, shy, never, never talked to him. And I knew he was single. So I basically got them together and they ended up getting married. You yeah. got married. Wow. So that, that is literally yeah. basically your, fu- your first client sort of thing when you were 16. <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you can't go wrong with that. That's a good track record, to be honest. Yeah. And then my background's in process improvement. So I went to college and got my MBA in business and everything. And then yeah. in um, process improvement. So when it came time, I knew, I always knew I needed to do something on my own as an entrepreneur. And then I realized that there was an industry for this matchmaking. I was reading some of the reviews of some of the services and I thought, you know what, I can do way better than this. And so I created the company. Cause that's right. You mentioned about obviously that the, the ins and outs of like, online dating it has boomed over the past few years, absolutely skyrocketed. It's definitely an industry into it. And it's just like, I take it you didn't really want to go down the route of like your tenders and your bumble. You wanted to do a little bit, something different, I would yeah. imagine. Well, so, a lot of people ask if that's our competition, but I always say it's more of a justification for us. So people will go down that route and they'll try it and then they yeah. realize how time consuming and ineffective it is. And so if they're serious and they can afford it, then they will hire a service that, well, it's effectively they're outsourcing the process. Yeah. To, you know, someone that, and we, you know, we only work with people that are busy professionals, executives, a lot of business owners are typically people that make over six figures, you know, and they, they wow. want that person that they can spend the rest of their life with. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's quite like, you know, I was going to say, it's quite a, a high-end, top-end service sort of thing. I mean, do you go into a lot of detail, sort of like when you do the clients, you go into oh, yeah. get to know them and oh, yeah. <laughs> do all that? Yeah. So initially they'll do a consultation and that's us determining if we can even take them on as a client. So we kind of go through who they are and who they're looking for. And then once they actually become a client, we do a personality assessment and we do what we call a mini life script. So it's basically, it's going through their life and asking them a ton of questions about their family, their past relationships, what's worked, what hasn't. And um, it just, it's about a two hour long interview. And then on top of the personality assessment, and the personality assessment is really helpful because we've been doing this for a while. Most of the matchmakers that work with me, they've been doing it for 10 to 25 plus years. And so we see patterns, right? And typically if you have, you know, a certain personality type, you'll run into these kinds of problems. So for example, if somebody is the helper personality type, they tend to date people that need help. You know, they're fixer uppers and they end up having the same issues over and over again because they're trying to help these people, they're trying to fix them and you can't fix anyone, you know? And so that's what, you know, ultimately leads to the demise of their relationship. So we're going to hold them accountable to ensure that they're not following the same paths again and again, because, you know, what's the definition of insanity? You know, it's doing over and over again and expecting different results. So we're also kind of an accountability partner, as well as a dating coach to help them to be more successful this time around. 
you get people because you say you go you go right in depth to like their lives you get people that are, do they, are they accommodating that are they okay with that or do you get some like kind of feedback saying i don't want to tell you that uh, that's private sort of thing or do you just say well this is a service if you don't like it you can go elsewhere sort of thing um most people are open i think they realize you know we're here to help and the more that they're that they share and the more open they are then the better that we can do because essentially we are an, ex an extension of them you know we want to to you know, get inside their head and understand who they are, so we can find that right person that's the right fit for them. Gee, have you have you found any sort of like kind of skeletons in the closet before? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, we need to talk about this. There we go. We're getting some good stuff now. <laughs> oh yeah, really? I mean, we deal with. I mean, we're dealing with the general population, right? So, the population. There's lots of interesting characters. <laughs> Obviously, you can't really talk about it now, but it's... Well, uh, I mean, I, I can, I can, there's things I can talk about without saying names, of course. Let's do it, let's do it. Without, let, let, <laughs> let's not mention any names, because I'm sorry, but I think this is fascinating. But what's the, what's the worst one you've really come across? Well, the, probably the one that comes to mind. We didn't take this person on as a client, but... Um, <laughs> it's, so, a good start. it's a good start. It's going great. Yeah. Let's carry on. All right. So this, this guy, he's a billionaire and, um, you know, has a wiki page. He's he's famous and um i met with him and he didn't disclose his name his full name at first so we didn't know i didn't know exactly who i was meeting with but it was we met at a public place did you know him when you from when you seen him you knew who he was no but i ended up figuring it out eventually putting some things together figuring it out. but the thing is the guy failed to mention that he was in a wheelchair and so i mean that's kind of a pretty important I would think so yeah I think that's quite <laughs> yeah. a big thing don't it <laughs> yeah and so I meet him and that's I mean it's fine if you're in a wheelchair but you should be you know upfront about that of course so I go through this this meeting with him and you know he's very eccentric and that's like the understatement of the century you know I think <laughs> really? the more money that people have the more eccentric they are so, I mean, you can think about some of these, you know, these billionaires that come to mind. They're kind of, they're outlandish and they're kind of out there. And so this guy, he has, uh, he has like his own theme park, basically. And his, um, yeah, he's in, he's in a wheelchair. And um, he's also, he's not, he's not only gay, like he goes both ways. And he right. wants somebody that, and of course he wants to find somebody that, you know, makes, like half a million a year is, is is extremely successful and this and that and also doesn't mind the fact that he's a paraplegic and so it's just very challenging of course to find somebody like that that is going to be you know he wants somebody that's maybe a doctor or successful attorney or something you know it's just not what those people are generally looking for in a yeah and especially if you don't want somebody to want you for your money then you know what do you what do you do so that was a very interesting character i just i just really want to know what the guy's theme park was like <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm intrigued at this is it gonna is, is he allowed to go on the rides himself you know what i mean is it it's I, his own it's his own personal thing that he had like, that's what you do if you didn't have that much money you're a billionaire you would you would have your own theme park wouldn't it i mean if i had made a <laughs> caught ryan's land or something stupid like that 
And it would, you'd have to do it. It's just rude, to, rude not to. And I'd, I'd, you'd have to have your own island as well. That's the main thing. Have your own island in Dubai yeah. somewhere with a theme park okay. on it. Job done. <laughs> you're not an, you're not a billionaire without at least an island, right? I know. Yeah, that's it. To become a decent billionaire, if you, how many islands do you have? I'm like, I don't have any. Well, you're not part of the club. Sorry. Buy yeah. yourself an island, then come back and talk to me. You know what I mean? Can buy myself a rock. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just a little, just a big boulder stuck in the ocean, and just put a flag on it. That's it. It's fine. Can't tell me anything on it. <laughs> oh, see, 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 you've come across some crazy ones, though. Well, not some crazy that, ones. That one. That was a bit, That one was interesting. There's been stuff like that where people, um, you know, they they obviously have issues that they don't disclose up front, and then you meet with them, and obviously, one lady that she had threats, and I'm like, you know whole interview and then towards the end finally I'm like well is there anything else you want to tell me <laughs> and anything at all and she goes oh well maybe you know you may have noticed and she's doing that like, may have noticed that I have Tourette's yeah yeah it's kind so, of you probably gonna turn around well I gathered that after you call me uh you effing blinded at me every five minutes sort of thing you know what I mean how you getting on fuck you um sorry um yeah okay so you want to use our services well, fuck off <laughs> You know, and that's, it's fine. It's just, I think people, you need to be up front about all those things because we're obviously going to notice that you're obviously yeah. see those sort of things. What to me, what the, the challenge is, is that they're like trying to hide it or something and mm. or skirt around it. And I, I mean, I can understand why they're doing that because maybe they think that we wouldn't work with them or something because of that. But um, the thing is we, you have to be, you have to be very honest with us. You have to be upfront because obviously we're going to figure out about it at some point. And it's only going to affect how successful we can be, you know, and it's an investment to work with us. You want it to be successful. So. Of course. Do you have any other kind of people like can I, um, pulling the wool completely over the eyes sort of thing? I mean, blatantly just using your services for the wrong ways and the wrong things. You know, most people, I don't, I mean, not, you're, we're not really going to encounter that because if people just want to hook up with somebody, they can just order up a person on Tinder, right? Yeah, you know, point actually, yeah. Using our service, it's because they want a real relationship and that's why everybody comes to us and, you know, they're invested in finding that right person for a long-term committed relationship. So it's not just the superficial or just the, you know, a hookup kind of thing because, you can get that for a lot less money. Typing <laughs> okay. maps and stuff. Yeah. yeah we've all been so, there. I've been on Tinder before, I've done it before, done all that sort of stuff. Didn't enjoy it. Wes, so I couldn't do that anymore. Yeah, well, I mean Yeah, it's, it serves a purpose for certain people in certain times in their life. Yeah, but for what we do, it's it would be a, it's not the right way <laughs> way you want to go about it. You wouldn't go to a restaurant and then expect to cook your own meal. You know, it's like kind of That's a good way of putting it, that, actually. I, I like that analogy. That's amazing. That is I'm literally what it is. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's good. Yeah. But, so you've been doing it since 2010. I mean, that's, it's a long time. We're in, well, probably in 10 years you've been doing it for now, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. During that time, have you seen, like, the dating scene and the relationship scene change in any way? Obviously, because obviously you're, yeah. you've been doing it. What... What 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 will you see the trends that's been happening? Well, okay, one big one is of course that you know online and the apps have taken off. There's not a taboo associated with them anymore. Everybody is doing it, and it's very yeah, it's very prevalent. 
Um, another thing that has changed, I think, with, especially in the younger generations, it's interesting is that they are having sex and then building a relationship. So they're having okay. a lot of huge challenges I think, in these younger generations. There's, there's some kind of survey that I saw recently, and it's like 70% of um, generation Y and millennials and stuff, they're, they're lonely because they're so attached to their devices. You know, they don't know how to interact, yeah. how to have conversations and relationships. And so, and they're doing it all completely backwards. They have sex and then they try to build a relationship or they try to connect with the person. And yeah, it's creating a lot of issues and a lot of loneliness. Um, the other thing I think is interesting is just there's such a high prevalence. Um, there's such a high divorce rate. It's over 50% now in the U.S. Wow. And so a lot of our clients are people that are, you know, on the second wave around that maybe they were married you know, 20 years, 30 years, and they might be, they're, most of them are divorced. There might be some that are widowed and hmm. you know, it's getting out there again. And so it's kind of the 50, their 50s are kind of like their 20s again, but it, it's cool because they, you know, they get a fresh start and they're a totally different person. They get to select the person that's right for them at that point in their life. Because if you think about, okay, who you chose in your 20s or who you dated in your 20s compared to, you know, even now or imagine in your 50s, you're a totally different person. So... I mean, the thing is, is when you, I completely understand what you're saying. So if you're in, you're in a relationship where you're married for 30 odd years, and then getting back into it again, it must be so difficult and so daunting because it's like you've lost it all, haven't you? You've lost all your, your I want to say, your, your, your mojo. Or something. The game. <laughs> well, the game, yeah. 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 But it, it's, and it's also good for yourself, so obviously helping that aspect. So that must be a, a, a good thing you're doing there and I think yeah well okay for example I had a client she was married for I don't know at least 15 years or something like that she was maybe in her 40s mid 40s and just got divorced and was in it wasn't a good relationship he was narcissistic really manipulative, all those things and so her self-esteem was in the gutter you know she never wore makeup even and I met her and she needed some for sure and so we went shopping and took her to get a makeover and she just she was in tears she was so happy and so just grateful that somebody was helping her so we did that and then also of course introduced her to people and it was just to give her some extra attention and just always we're you know talking a lot with her and coaching her you know and the idea of it all was that she was a psychologist so you know this is somebody that you know knows a lot about people and understands initially i was thinking i was a little bit intimidated because i'm like taking on a psychologist or a client but she knows what she does i know Dayton, and i know you know how to get in a relationship that sort of thing so it's um it's very different animals and she hadn't dated or you know hadn't even thought about attracting or getting in a relationship for a long time so it must be daunting having a, a psychologist, like just scared in case you like kind of rips your process apart and all that sort of stuff, isn't it? Well, like, well. Yeah, she she worked with people that were really um, like institutionalized, so it's a little bit different than, <laughs> than than really trying to break down me to figure out who I am. Bless you. But did you find someone for her? 
Yeah, she did. She ended up in a, actually she dated a couple people when we were working with her. So. Hey, look at that. Where? Yeah. I like a good happy ending. I'm a bit of a, when it comes to that, I like, like kind of happy endings and stuff like that. We can yeah. have, um, old school romantic side of things. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so, so, you, so you've been doing it the, the, the way that you've done it. Have you found it um, a lot better than like how you, because obviously you get into a lot, a lot of detail. It's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, did you create all this sort of thing yourself sort of thing? Was it like this all came from like your head and you chucked it onto paper sort of thing? Is that the way it kind of did it? Yeah, and probably, well, so I never worked for a management firm before I started this one. So yeah, <laughs> I made a lot of it up. <laughs> Learn by doing sort of thing, was it? Yeah, well, in the first year, I just did it kind of for fun and was, you know, just making it up, just learning, just um, basically meeting with a lot of people to help grow my network right? and, you know, fine tuning everything, you know, up until... I mean, we're still fine to me, but I think I would say like up until two years ago, even we were still getting our processes in place okay. and really tweaking those. So it, it's important to have you know, straight processes. Have we have um, basically I've created like the steps on how to do anything. So if I can, if I hire somebody, I can just basically send them an email and say, okay, do all these things, and they can learn their job. So I'm really a big on that and processes but the thing is i would imagine you really have to update these processes and the, the, the way things do it all the time so it's a never-ending cycle because obviously right. things change people change society changes sort of thing people's way of thinking change so it's an, yeah. it's an exhausting way of doing it all the time you're looking at new things constantly changing changing all the time so is that it's a bit exhausting do you don't think that's a bit like an exhausting try to keep up with everything yeah, so the way I look at it is people need to hear something five times before it sinks in. So right, yeah. and give them exposure to the systems and the processes and everything. And they can learn based because I create videos and explaining stuff. Right. And so they can watch those videos and they could read it. And so they're hearing it at least once or twice. And then that's after that is when they get to work one on one with their trainer and you know we mentor them and we can fill in the gaps you know because it's not possible to teach someone everything because yeah you're right things are constantly changing so we're constantly tweaking and adapting for COVID and whatever else happens <laughs> to come our way. Did you get a bit, a bit of a mass kind of uh, membership join when the COVID stuff started? You know initially it was pretty dead I think everybody was scared the whole yeah. scared so that that we had that lull and then all of a sudden in june when the state started opening up again we had a mass just <laughs> and, come in yeah and blocks. And, and, and blocks of people i want to date let me get out there and do my stuff you know what i mean i'm allowed out now i think people just realized where their priorities were once they were heading home because okay here this my my husband is a divorce attorney oh really oh you can't divorce markets then don't you yeah, it's going. This is, this is like a This is that like it goes well. If you don't work out for your your husband, well, my husband actually has a divorce. Yeah. Account, he can help you. Yeah. Or give you his card. It's like crazy. It's just gone through. It. I love that. Thankfully, he he's referred me more people than I have him. So. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but I um. So he's actually been busy too. <laughs> I can imagine. And this is the thing: is when you're stuck in a house. I mean, it's you're stuck in one place for so long. You have no escape. I mean, I understand you've been married to the people for all the years, or you've been together for so long. 
But being in under their feet for so long of a time, and there's no way out, you can't do anything, there's no escape. I can imagine that, because I've had a few friends that have actually been in that sort of situation, and they literally want to kill each other. Yeah, he had a, um, a, the funniest voicemail one time somebody left for him. And the guy goes, my wife ain't acting right, I ain't acting right. We need somebody to come up in here and solve this for us. Like, <laughs> he's like, so call me back. And <laughs> like, Get this sorted, I'll pay you whatever, just sort me out. Yeah, she ain't acting, I ain't acting right. Yeah, there's a lot of, it's, it, was, it was tough there, especially because it was winter and it was just cold and people yeah. were outside. It was pretty hard for a while there. I was all right. Well, to be fair, I was okay because I was all living myself sort of thing. So I wasn't too bad. I just, I just basically watched Netflix for the whole time. But as I mentioned before, a few of the friends, they were just, ah, oh, it was horrendous. You get phone calls from them. It's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm hiding in, I'm hiding in my room because I just can't be bothered seeing anyone because they've got like kids and all that sort of stuff. It was too much. So yeah. it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy way of doing it. And it's, um, for obviously couples and relationships and all that sort of stuff, it's really testing time. Yeah, exactly. It was an interesting, I mean, we, we put out a lot of, I created a lot of videos with tips on things to do with dates and stuff, whether it was with somebody that you were already with and you can date ideas for at home or date ideas with somebody new that you're just getting to know and stuff. Yeah. It's just, you had, we had to be creative and it was interesting to see all the different new things that were coming about that people were creating in, a, in this time. So. Mm during desperation <laughs> that's that's true that's true so so we, we you mentioned like, like you, the tips you were sending out so like, say like someone's basically like been in like the quarantine stuff they're they're married they've been married for a long time and it's it, they're, they're starting to basically want to stab each other because they just can't stand each other what, what sort of advice would you give to a couple like that what sort of what what, what sort of advice would you give to a couple to keep that kind of um, strong like can I keep that going to not kill each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously in layman's terms, obviously not going to kill each other, but, but the, the, the relationship's tested, let's put it that way. Yeah, well, it goes to the same, it's maintenance like anything, right? So one tip that I always tell people is kind of do an inventory, a monthly inventory on your relationship. So checking in with each other. And I know a couple that they literally would have a list of things that they would sit down and they'd go through and say, okay, are you getting enough time with your family? Are we spending enough time with my family? Do you feel like we're getting enough alone time? Are the kids getting enough time? You know, just kind of checking everything to see what needs pressing. And it's kind of an inventory, basically. So my husband has this analogy he always talks, he always says, is that, you know, it's think of a relationship can be like a house. So if a house starts getting really messy and filling up with junk in one bedroom, eventually you don't go in that bedroom anymore. And then, you know, it starts to overflow into the other rooms and then, you know, eventually it's so bad, the whole house is full of crap and you have to move out of the house. Well, it's like a relationship. If you don't clean up after problems and you just let them build up, eventually you have to exit the relationship. So it's just taking things time and time again. And I think just like anything, you know, with that you, the more you study, the more you learn, if you're working with counselor or whoever and reading books, watching videos, whatever it is, just educating yourself, the more you know, the better you'll be in a relationship. And I think that so many people, they, they spend all their time and energy, you know, maybe for their career. They went to college for, in school for years so they could be good at their, at their career. 
but the amount of time that they put into being good in a relationship is nominal. So it's worth, it's one of the most important things in your life, right? So it's worth probably picking up a book and we're talking to a, a therapist or a counselor in order to just be better at it or just yeah. emotional intelligence. It's, 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 and it's, yeah, it comes down to like a lot of communication at the end of the day, doesn't it? It's, you have to really talk to each other, you know, and it's, uh, that, I'm not, well, don't get me wrong, I'm no kind of expert when it comes to relationships and all that sort of stuff. I've had my bad experiences in the past, but you learn from your mistakes and you learn that obviously that the communication is key. And if, if something yeah. is balling, you don't let it stew. As you mentioned, the analogy, your husband's analogy there, that is completely exactly the same. You need to do your cleanliness and talk to each other a bit more. Yeah, and we live in a society where, especially men, are not, they're not um, encouraged to talk about how they feel. Right. And, you know, I actually learned recently that men feel, have even stronger feelings, or they have more feelings than women do, believe it or not. But they, they can't express it. They're not supposed to express it. It's supposed to, they're supposed to be masculine and manly and alpha and, uh, you know, stoic and hide their emotions. But eventually it just blows up in anger. And so I think it's, it's important if you weren't raised being able to express your emotions to find a way to do it. And just, it's really, it takes practice and basically forcing yourself to communicate more and tell somebody how you feel, being direct about it and not trying to beat it on the bush. I think so often, you know, guys don't want to hurt a girl's feelings. So they are, they just ghost or whatever. They, they, they just don't tell them directly, like, hey, I'm just not into you or whatever it is, you know. And yeah, there's always back. There's people that will, it will backfire. You know, not everybody is capable of, you know, taking it, taking it well. But I think it's important to just, you know, own your feelings and you know, communicate, especially when you're in a relationship. Because if you don't, people can't read your mind, and you're going to end up being bitter and resentful, and the relationship will, smooth, you know, will go, go south really fast. They'll fail, yeah. So uh, there you go, guys. Whoever's listening to this, you just had some amazing expert advice. Take that on. Talk to your missus. Go home and talk to her and see how her day was. Tell her that you've been to the pub today. Do all oh, that sort yeah. of stuff. <laughs> One book that's just a classic that I think every day, everybody should listen or read or listen to is Men After Mars, Women Are From Venus. It's a yeah. classic. Oh, that's a classic book. I've not read it. I should read it, really. But mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a really good book. There's a couple of them. There's, um, there's, they have a series, you know, when Mars and Venus collide, it's another one. And it's fascinating stuff. And I think it would help a lot of people to understand the genders. <laughs> Fair point. So, so you, you've got the, say that someone is entering the dating scene. We went to the ones that are in the, 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 the relationship scene. What about people that are entering the dating scene? What have you seen with like, the new as you mentioned before, the new ones that are coming through are the people that are kind of not done the kind of dating scene before. What sort of advice will you give to Dave to find the, the, the kind of person that they're looking for? Well, I think, first of all, it's being open to whatever package that that person can come into. Because oftentimes, think of, people will think that they're looking for a certain type of person. Or they have this idea that they're fixated on in their head. And, you know, that person probably doesn't even exist, right? Because they, they just created it, you know, and they think, oh, if I'm manifesting, it's going to, I'm going to come to fruition. And there's just, there's no such thing. You know, Hollywood makes us believe that there's this perfect guy out there and he, you know, wants, he's searching for you, but there's no such thing. You just, you never know what package that right person can come in. 
And so it's more, most important to focus on your values. So what's, what are the values that are most important? And that's one thing that we do with some of our clients as well, go through a values assessment and they're weighing okay. against each other. So if you think, okay, attraction and looks, that's the most important thing. But when you put that up against honesty or loyalty or maybe religion or whatever it is, you start to realize, well, actually, that it's surpassed by maybe you need somebody that's the same religion as you or somebody that is honest that's more important to you. And it starts to go down, the, the physical stuff goes down. And so often people will just choose someone based on the picture, but that's what, you know, does to tinder's taught us to do basically and um they're not you're not able to see a person's values so it's unfortunate that you can't maybe you should create an app like that that has values <laughs> so from, there you so, go take take the picture away take the yeah. picture away and just do like an, a blind dating app sort of thing there must be something out there yeah. it's, there's a market well, there. i guess eHarmony is kind of like that they ask questions a lot of questions so it is oh do they more, yeah, I think eHarmony is one of the better ones for long-term relationships. That's what okay. I prefer. So. Yeah. Well, fair play. I don't, I've seen eHarmony about there, but I've not really. I just say I don't really deal with much with that sort of stuff. You know, it's yeah. Uh, it's not that the message would probably kick off at me, and if it was anyway. <laughs> but um, so. It's going forward. What do you see which is going to happen with the, with the dating scene? You, you've been in it for a long, long time with the the, the kind of um, the relationship kind of scene and the dating scene. Where do you see it going from here? Because is it going to be pivoting to something different, or is it just going to keep similar sort of kind of trends? I think it's people in my profession and dating coaches are going to be busier and busier because, as I said before, this, the younger generation are really they're really lacking in their ability to communicate and build relationships and interact. They're lonelier than ever because they're married to their devices. And I, mean, I see it in my own nephew. We'll get together for family events and he's off. He's in that age, he's 20 years old. So he's off, you know, on his phone. Well, meanwhile, everybody's, you know, hanging out and talking and having fun. He's off just looking at his phone. So it's, I see it as, yeah, it's going to be a huge you know, coming up where people are going to need help figuring out, okay, what do I say? What do I do? You know, how do I talk this, to this person? Stuff? Because they've just, they don't have those kind of skills. Yeah. yeah. No, that they'll probably be st- going on a date, going the first date, and they'll be texting each other across from the table Both or some stupid yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that would be horrendous <laughs> if that was, if society gets to that, eh, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so happy. I'm, I'll, be, I'll be so happy I won't single at the time, you know? I'll be like, oh, yeah. Christ. I'm horrendous. <laughs> Plus, I hate texting. This is the problem. I'm the sort of complete opposite. I hate texting people. I mean, I've got loads of my friends. I've got the message that she hates me texting. She says, you never reply back. I just hate texting. I'd ra- much rather get on the phone or talk to you in person. I can't be doing what I'm texting. Right. And I just, right. and it takes away the, as you mentioned before, it takes away a lot of the, the, the interaction away and takes a lot of the, the getting yeah. to know each other stage away from it. Well, tone, I always say tone is a lot louder than words. So... Mm. You know, you read the tone, or you hear the tone, and you know, inflection in a person's voice, and you know what they're saying. Whereas yeah, words don't mean anything. <laughs> no, that's it. And plus, when you get a text message, you can you can't judge what they're saying or how they're saying it. You can They could say something just normal, right. and then they can interpret it completely different. Yeah, we've all had those situations, right, where something you said was completely misinterpreted. Oh, but. <laughs> Um, far too many times to remember, to be quite honest with you, but I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a dodgy time. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason why I don't like texting. Mm-hmm. 
So, so with uh, Luma, where's this Luma going to head on to the near future? I mean, you're, you're, you've been gone for 10 years. What's next for you guys? What are you, you plan on doing? Are you going to scale it up? What's the, what's yeah, the we're just continuing to grow and add more cities and add more matchmakers on the team. And just, yeah, there's a lot of single people out there. So. Nice. Busy for a while. <laughs> well, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, you know. And then um, if you, if I do um, if I do see an app popping up coming up in the near future about like just no pictures and just like personalities and stuff, I'll know exactly where it's came from. I would expect royalties from that because I think I came up with that idea just as much as you have. Trust <laughs> <laughs> yep. me, I'm too busy to do. Cool, it's all mine then. I'm on it. Come on, let's get something started here. I've got another idea. God, I'm filling today. <laughs> well, April, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I really appreciate it, and it's. Uh, I hope you don't mind me, obviously, picking your brains and all that sort of stuff. Of but, course, uh, I love. Thank you. That sort of stuff. So, where can we find you? Yeah, you can just go to lumasearch.com, L-U-M-A search.com, and Luma stands for luxury matchmaking. And if anyone's single, they can fill out a profile, and we can match them there. And if you get lucky, uh, uh, April might give you a, a makeover as well. Yeah. <laughs> just, just that sort of things. There you go, guys. You can't go wrong with that service. You can't beat it. Go for it. Get yourself out there. Stop sitting at home doing nothing. Get yourself out there and meet some people. April can help you. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. Not a problem at all. It's been an absolute pleasure. So what we'll do, we'll put, obviously, uh, in the description, we'll put all your details on there so people can uh, catch up with you and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I really, Perfect. hopefully, everything goes well with yourselves over in there and uh, you get incredibly busy. And uh, if I do come up with an app idea, I'm just going to send it to you and go, you missed out on this one. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be great. I'd be very happy for you. <laughs> no problem at all. April, thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. Take care.